Hey everybody, this is Luis, and you're listening to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation instructor that happens to cuss and at times be wildly inappropriate. On this show, I break down the woo-woo teachings of yoga and connect them to the real world. My goal is to show you that you don't have to live or look a certain way for yoga to affect you physically, spiritually, and mentally. You can be an ordinary yogi just like me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ordinary Yogi Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about yoga and aging, which is something I'm very familiar with. Uh, a lot of times people, you know, I think the younger you are, the more afraid you are of getting older. And then the older you are, the more you're like, you know, I, I kind of like this. I like this. I'm 37 and I fucking cannot wait for 40 uh, because each year I just feel like I get a little bit better. Um I'm more wise, I'm, you know, I just, I have a little different outlook on life, my values change, everything changes, and I, I just look forward to it, uh, I just kind of accept it as it comes, however, in my 20s, I was like, man, once I'm 30, that's fucking, it's over, I'm like over the hill, and a lot of fears and everything, but even still, as we go older, there's a lot of things going on, you know, physically, obviously, but also mentally and spiritually that we can take a look at, and through the lens of yoga, of course, and maybe help us, or make this transition a little bit more graceful, you know what I mean? Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today. First, we'll we'll talk about the, the physical benefits of yoga and how it helps us age and kind of my perspective on that. And then we're going to dive into the teachings of it, right? The, the philosophy, talk about yamas, we're going to talk about kleshas, and how if we kind of look at each one, we can maybe take something away from it when it comes to aging and maybe apply to our lives. And well, we'll see how this episode goes, everybody. But that's what we're going to cover, getting older, and using yoga to help us along the way. So how does yoga help us physically? Well, of course, you know, you any physical practice, I'm not just going to limit this to yoga itself, although this is the Ordinary Yoga Podcast, I feel the more physical we are as we grow older, the more, the better it makes us, and the better dividends it pays off later in, in our lives, right? So, you know, physically, we have the asanas or the physical practice of yoga that we can do, and what's beautiful about that is no matter fucking whatever age or physical ability that you have, yoga is a way to, yoga can find a way for you to practice, right? There are so many different types depending on how old you are, right? If you're early 20s, you got a little more energy, you kind of got a little more stuff to, to prove, a nice vinyasa, doing some like acrobatics, doing hands, like all that flashy shit is is good and well. But as you get older, you know, myself, I, as much as I would love to do a handstand, I can't do one yet. Um, my practice is just showing up to the mat and moving in a way that makes my body feel good. I kind of take a moment to see like, I know what I feel like doing today. And sometimes, you know, I feel like I need to twist a little bit. So that's what I'll concentrate on. Other times I feel like my hips are very tight. So I'll focus on that. But even if you're a complete beginner and you've never like just worked out and been physical in your life, there are, you know, there's gentle yoga, restorative yoga, yin, you know, very soft and opening things that allow you to kind of open up and stretch those and, and find new room in your joints and all that sort of stuff, right? And I'm a big believer that if you don't use it, you lose it. So, you know, our bodies are made to move in these beautiful different directions, all fluid-like, However, if we don't express that enough, we tend to lose that, right? Take the, the basic squat. If you go to anywhere in Asia, people are squatting on the street, flat-footed. It looks fucking beautiful. Unfortunately, I can't do that without raising my heels. I still got some work to do that. 
But I look at my son and he just gets up, squats, picks up stuff. And all that movement was at some point we kind of mastered it, but then through, you know, just sitting a lot, um, we tend to lose that stuff. Our body just, I guess it tenses up. It just doesn't really know how to move in that direction anymore. And then we lose the ability to do it all together. So that, you know, physically, of course, we, the more we move, the better it's going to pay off in life. Right. And that's one of the big benefits of yoga I found. And even if you're Already, you know, in your 60s, you can find like chair yoga and using that is still going to kind of build those muscles and start just slowly building yourself up, right? And that's kind of the, the physical benefits, right? We move our joints, we stretch, we, we strengthen a little bit. Um, and that kind of, that's kind of it physically. But if we, you know, we dive a little deeper, of course, we get into the meditation, we get into the, um, the, the spiritual side of it. Um, you know, meditation, of course, mentally does us very well. Another thing that affects our body physically as well as emotionally and mentally is stress, right? And as we age, you know, more shit gets put on our plate. <laughs> um, you know, I never thought I, I got to support a family now and, you know, and I'm moving and transitioning into retirement from the military. And what does that look like for our family? All these things are, are stressors and challenges that take on, which are good, right? That's how we grow and, and challenges needed in life. But however, if we kind of don't have a way to um, mitigate those stresses or help us deal with them or whatever, it can it can pile on fits mentally. And then even physically, we start to show signs of stress, right? When we get super stressed out. So through meditation and just, again, maybe just doing the physical yoga practice, we're able to relax and really learn to tap into that parasympathetic state, which allows us to rest and digest. And I feel like the more time we spend in that parasympathetic state, the better it's going to be for us overall. All right? Of course, when you're older, man, my mom and my dad, I don't think they stress about anything. They're in the late 60s now because they've already done everything. So they're just fucking chilling. But for, where I'm at in my life right now, I, I still have a lot of, of stressors that I feel like I, I need to deal with. And um, that's how I how I mitigate those things. Um, so that's kind of, you know, mentally, of course. And then spiritually, uh, yoga has definitely helped me. I've mentioned it many times before on the podcast that I've always had a, well, not always. Um, when I was a young adult, I had this bad taste of religion in my mouth um, just because of the way I was raised and, you know, just seeing the church and other things like that. It just didn't sit well with me. Of course, the older I got, the more I understood it. And I don't feel as bad, but I still, it's, it's not for me. It doesn't resonate for me. However, the, the spiritual side of yoga, it definitely does. And it allows me to, connect and be with this thing that's larger to myself than myself and connect with others. And I never really realized how important that is in life until, you know, I've gotten older. And, you know, it's one of those those things that I want to teach to to Sonny as he gets older that it's very important to have that spiritual connection with something, whatever resonates with him. I, I'm not going to try to, of course, I'm going to, you know, try to give him the woo-woo side, but you know, if he wants to go to church and Christianity is his thing, also, I think is the church is an awesome thing when it's used uh, appropriately. Um, but then having that connection spiritually allows us to, I feel, just feel good. It gives me a sense of purpose. And the older I get, the more I strive for that sense of purpose and trying to find it. And being connected to that on that sort of level, it just helps me relax a little bit. And it makes me feel connected to a community it makes me feel uh just complete i guess that's the best way to put it um, i didn't realize this until i didn't have it 
Um, but it's just it's something that's also very important as you grow older, especially I feel because you start looking down like, I'm going to fucking kick the bucket soon. You know, what's out there? And you start thinking about these things. But I think already having that connection is going to help um, the fear of what's to come, right? Being part of that. So that's kind of the how yoga in a nutshell, right? We talk about, you know, the physical stuff, the mental, the, the spiritual things. However, if we get into the teachings of yoga and we start talking about the, the philosophy of it, there's some things we can probably take away as if we look through it at the lens of getting older, right? Um, the, the big rock here from what I've learned of yoga and philosophy is that we're not our body, right? We're the spirit thing. Even if you don't believe in this woo-woo shit, um, you might think that you have a soul or there's some kind of, there's something that's just you, right? That's in your body, right? Does that, does that make sense? Um, nobody is like you. You're this special light. And that, that is what you are, right? Your essence. Uh, this meat suit that we wear is simply a vehicle. And it helps us accomplish whatever we need to do on our time, in our very short time here on earth. Um, and that's kind of the big takeaway because our bodies <laughs> is going to change a lot as we get older. Our abilities, uh, our physical abilities are also going to are going to wane and, you know, change a lot as we get older. Um, I've said it before is, you know, I got to look at my ears every now and then to make sure there aren't any hairs hanging out of there. And I got to trim those up. That never happened before in my life. But now that's the thing I got to deal with. Also, I'm starting to grow white nose hairs. So that's another thing that's my bride surprised me about. And it is what it is, right? I got to remind myself that, you know, this body that I have is is ever changing, never the same. Every day it's a little bit older and I can, and that gives me a lot of power as well because I have the ability to maybe change it a little bit, right? If our healthy, if our eating habits or if our habits aren't supporting us to, to grow better and um, healthier as we get older, um, maybe we can change that. We can move it around. It's never going to be the same, right? And that's kind of a cool thing about our body. Uh, same thing with our physical abilities too. We can start weightlifting at 60. I'm not saying you can't do that. It's going to be slow, but I guarantee you, you could be better off if you don't start. So that's the the big rock, right? From this, the philosophy stuff. But if we go a little bit deeper, we can maybe find some other things. Um, if we look at the, the niyamas or the observances of yoga, which are the second limb of yoga, we take a few of them, right? Svatnyaya, which is self-study. Um, as we grow older, I think it's good to regularly study ourself, right? And I've talked about this in the journaling podcast. But if we look at it through the lens of aging, right? As our as we be, as we age, everything changes, right? I have a family now, and that changes a lot. So I have to take a step back and start to self-study, right? What are my values and virtues now that I'm a husband and a father? They're going to be completely different than when I was, you know, in my early 20s and I was single and just having a good time, right? So it's a good time to take a step back and realize and study what we're working towards or what is important to us in that moment in our lives. And if we continuously do that, we can really start to make a plan or start focusing more on what we do want to do, right? Because we fall into these habits that are just, of course, fucking habits. So we just do them without thinking. But if we just have that moment of self-study, we can start to really start, maybe start to change and make some changes on start serving the things that we really find much more valuable in our lives in that moment, right? Of course, a year from now, it might change. A year from now, I'm going to be 
on my way out from the military and you know the the service that I give in the military that's not going to be as important as me serving my family and making sure that they're okay and we have a plan uh, for afterwards you know 3 years from now uh Sonny will probably be in school and that's going to change a lot around the house as well right what am I going to be doing and so again it's just the thing I'm trying to get is regularly check in with yourself and see what your goals are see what your values are and just just to start painting a picture of what you want to work towards. The next niyama is santosha, which is contentment, right? This is another big important thing just in life in general. Uh, this falls into like gratitude and all that sort of stuff is being content with where we are. Of course, it's, it's nice to have goals. I'm not saying it's not, but being thankful, right? Our, again, our body is going to change tremendously as we grow older and you know our abilities and everything else. And just being okay with that. I was having a conversation with a guy at work, and he's been struggling to to pass his his annual PT test. And one of the things he told me was, I he gets in his head a lot because you know a year ago he was able to run at this certain speed and do whatever. He was a lot more physically capable or more in shape than he was. And that kind of just reminded me of the importance of you know being content with where we are. And just that kind of helps us accept where we are first. You have to accept that. And now we can start building on that. It's kind of the advice that I told him. But again, being content is going to help us gain some gratitude, which also bleeds into everything in our lives is being okay with where we're at. And it's a beautiful thing when you're content with that, with your body. And just, again, it's always in flux. So being upset that he can't do what it used to be able to is kind of null and void, right? You're just causing yourself a lot of suffering that doesn't need to be happening. And the last niyama I want to talk about was Ishvara Pratnikhana, which is probably the, it's the last niyama and the most difficult, which is the one to surrender oneself to a higher power. Again, this goes back to the spirituality of everything, is whatever you believe in, right? At a certain point, you have to go on faith. And it's uh, it's very difficult, uh, first, because you have to let go of the fact that you can't control everything, right? And you have to surrender certain things to that higher power, whatever it is. And as we go older, I think we're, we're more, um, I think, I don't know, we'll see when I get there, I'm more capable and ready to to let go and just see what happens because I've had this time to practice this this niyama throughout my life. Um, you can see that as some people may grow older, they they want to surrender less and less and less maybe because they're afraid. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But surrender to their higher power is the most difficult, probably the most important niyama, um, because it's going to cause you a lot less suffering if you just realize, you know, I can control certain things and other things are going to be beyond what I control, right? It could be up to God, it can be up to whatever, but it's out of my hands. As we move on, we talk about the kleshas. The kleshas are known as like the, the sources of all suffering. And the first, I'm going to go through them eh, kind of quick. There's five of them, so I don't want to spend too much time on each of them. Uh, the first klesha is ignorance, which is, again, the, the kind of the bigger one of it is ignorance. And the, the big rock from here is realizing, is mistaking the um, impermanent for the permanent. So this goes into the, you know, realizing that you're not your body. You're not this material things that you have and own. And you are something else. You are something that's eternal, essentially, your spirit and your essence. And along with that ignorance, the next one is, as, as Mita, is egoism. And that's, again, identifying with those impermanent things all the time, right? Um, the first one is mistaking it. And then the next one, again, is Smita, is 
identifying with that those impermanent things constantly um those achievements the again the clothes you wear the things you own your body all those things are just temporary and the more we identify with those things the more suffering it may cause us because those things eventually uh, may get old they may go away they may get taken from you you may lose them you may lose a status you may lose a job and the more you identify with that when those things go you're going to cause yourself a lot of suffering to do that so again for for aging we're talking about the body more specifically right because that's what's going to change and and move around the more you identify with that thing the more suffering it's going to cause you uh, and that goes into the next one which is raja which is attachment and which is attachment to everything else right it kind of goes in the same with egoism is a uh, attaching our our self-worth to all these temporary things is going to cause us a, a lot of suffering and then we get into i'm going to skip one but we get into the last cliche which is fear um, this can be fear of uh, traditionally it's kind of translated as fear of death um, but it can be also looked at as fear anxiety of change and again this causes a lot of a lot of people a lot of suffering you know you know <laughs> the more i think about death it's like fuck man this is a it's crazy to think that one day i'm going to be uh, i just i'm just not going to be here anymore i'm going to be doing something whatever else uh it is scary but you think of you know things like Marcus Aurelius that always had this thing as memento mori, which is to always, I'm, of course I'm kind of paraphrasing here, is just to oh not be reminded of death every single day, and that kind of helps us realize that death isn't this fucking boogeyman that's in the closet. It is a part of life. It, it we move in cycles. Everybody, we're born, we live, we age, and then we return back to wherever we came from. And the more we fear it the the more anxiety is going to build up as it gets closer right as we get older you're like i'm just fucking i'm waiting for that grim reaper and you know we should be so lucky that we can age and live a full life right it's unfortunate when um not to get too dark or morbid it's just when a life is cut short and it it fucking sucks you know that but again you never know what your time is so having that reminder that the mental mori is is uh it's just something to keep you going. I'm like kind of a loss for words right now, it, it, but it really is. And that you have a very short period on this earth to do whatever it is you want to do. So you fucking better get to doing. And again, realizing going back to the, to the Klesha is fear is just a, or excuse me, death is just a part of life. And, um, I, as a dad now, I'm trying to think when Sonny starts to ask questions, how am I going to relate this to, to him? I don't know may lie to him for a little bit. I don't know. You know, Bowser went out to run up to the park and then to come back type thing. I'm getting off topic. But those are the clashes, right? Those are the things that cause us suffering through the lens of, of getting older. So, you know, we're all, <laughs> we're all temporarily here, everybody. The big things that take away from, you know, this episode, the three things we can possibly do to help us start to age or start to look at aging a little bit differently. Again, the, the biggest rock is just realizing that this meat suit that we have is simply a tool. It is not us. It is something we are given. And, you know, it is something that can bleed into number two that we should take care of because, it again, it's a tool that we should use to fulfill whatever it is we're meant to do here. Um, that, and by taking care of it, I mean using it, you know, moving it, getting it out, feeding it, fueling it properly. 
is probably the second thing you can do that's going to help us age a little bit better. Again, if you want to look at a yoga practice, there are so many different types of yogas out there that you can find something that fits you where you're at right now, and then maybe you can progress or just fucking stay there. That's the, the other thing. And the third thing is just a constant reminder that, you know, this life is a temporary thing. As scary as it is and as much anxiety as we can build about death, um, just it's inevitable, man. And the more we accept it, the more we think about it or meditate on it, I feel the better it's going to be for for everybody at, at the very end, whenever it does come, right? Just realizing that it's not a boogeyman. It's just a, this is a normal thing that, that happens um, too soon sometimes, unfortunately, but it happens nonetheless. So that is the episode this week, everyone. Uh, hope this helped somebody fucking out there. I'm super happy to be back and recording these episodes. If you have any ideas for any future episodes, please send me a message. If you like what you're listening to, leave a rating review or share with somebody or do both, whatever. Uh, send me a message on Instagram. I'm on TikTok now, kind of just fucking around on that. But that is all, everyone. I hope you got some value on this and I will talk to you next week.